The turnover, initiating pressure on Pat Kehoe. And a big throw of the shoulder, staying in bounds. Delaware is going to have a massive return here. Upfield. Here comes Nazer Adderley to the end zone. Touchdown. Adderley himself thought he was out of bounds, never heard a whistle. He was satisfied with his hit. He knocks over Matt Sherlock, thinks the play's over. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I'm Lawrence, and this is episode 12 of uh, Prospect Profile. Um, I want to apologize about the uh, delay between the last episode and this episode. Uh, it's, it's just been a lot of stuff going on with the holidays and, um, I, I just, uh, I just kind of needed a break from, uh, doing this for a little bit. Um, just because it, there was just so much going on, um, with my family and, uh, just the, preparing for the holidays and everything. So, um, I, I didn't really, uh, tweet much about not doing another episode. So I apologize to anybody who's like, been really uh keeping track of the podcast and was kind of wondering where i was uh last couple weeks but we're back and uh i'm ready to get back on this night again and start putting some more reports out here for you guys and i i think i got a couple really uh good good prospects to cover again and again more small school guys um i know it's been kind of like a dominating theme uh lately but there's some good, really good small school guys coming out this year, and uh, I I just have another couple of them, two more FCS prospects. Uh, when we had Keel, on the last episode, we covered Keelan Doss from UC Davis, so you know three out of the last four guys that I'm covering are actually FCS guys, so that's pretty pretty cool. And I've already covered Jimmy Moreland on the first episode, and um, the the defensive back from uh, James Madison, so. Without further ado, we're actually going to have another FCS defensive back and probably the best defensive back in FCS in Nasir Adderley. Um, he is a safety for Delaware. Play, um, he plays at about six foot, two hundred around two hundred pounds, and that's really good size for for a safety. Um, you know, it, it's he's got en- enough on his frame to hit um, decent, a uh, pretty good height to cover. Um, as well, so I, I really do like the, his uh, physical attributes. Man, there there is a ton uh, to like about Nasir Adderley, and I really think this guy can sneak into the first round uh, with his um, with his accolades and uh, and just his his abilities. You see, pop out on on tape. Um. One thing I've got is that his closing speed is unreal. Um, he he's able to make himself present on plays where it all but seems the ball carrier is free to roam. Um, be, because of uh because of his closing speed, and it's like he's almost in on every play. Uh, he is he's an absolute effort player. You don't ever see him take a playoff. Um, he's always going towards the ball carrier. He's you know, and obviously in coverage, you know he's make he's always making plays for the ball, um, and he's just he's just always present, and I I really like that about him. 
and he's able to do he's able to combine effort and just his unreal closing speed together to really really make some special plays out there and make himself very known to the offensive side of the ball and uh, I really do like that about Nasir Adderley a lot he's also a really heavy hitter too and a sound tackler he wraps up pretty well and I, I he just man he lays the lumber on guys uh he can hit um I mean he's not he, I mean he's pretty solid size like I said so that definitely gives him you know some aids him on on these hits but wow he you know even for his size he he hits even harder than you would think and I I would not want to be a a ball carrier coming at at him because uh he he would really really just lay out I mean if he gets a gets a clean lane at you and, and even if he doesn't uh I I actually like his ability to sep- he tries to separate the ball from the ball carrier and or you know or the receiver on a on a play I've seen him do that a couple, a few times on film and I really just he has a like kind of a nose for the football and where it is and is constantly making plays on the, on the ball but at the same time he's also just like a really good fundamental tackler I like what I I like he takes pretty good angles he tackles that he brings up your know, ball carrier down at the legs and you know and when he can make a, a big hit uh he, he he'll do it I don't know if that's something he's gonna do consistently in the NFL with bigger bigger guys constantly around him um you know there, there's gonna be bigger offensive players he's gonna have to bring down so he's gonna probably have to maybe you know not go for the big hit as much on the NFL level but it's it's good that he also does know that his proper tackling form is really, really good. And I, I don't think that's going to be a problem for him in the NFL at all. And that's a good sign for him. Um, another thing he does very well, kind of um, springboarding off the point I made before, he wades through the trash well, meaning like when you know he, he's looking for the guy that has the ball, you know, he sees where the ball is very well. So he's able to get around all the excess excess players that are in the way and he's very fluid um fluid uh and he has hip flexibility changes direction well he slices through uh openings um in the offensive line and and even his own players uh to change his direction and go and make tackles and that is another just huge NFL thing you you have to have um, as a defensive back and a safety, you know, to make plays on the ball, on the you know, to make tackles and just see where where the play is going, and he he's very very good at that. Uh, it's just just another thing you can add to the list, another NFL trait, just right there. And you know, I don't care what level you play at, you flash those those things, you have a shot at being a very good NFL player. Um, another thing, returning ability, he can do well. He, he, he's a very, very good returner. Um, there's a famous return he had, um, I believe it was this year. I think it was this year or was it last season? I apologize. It, it's, it was against New Hampshire and there's a point in the return. He actually, um, 
go he's running it and he literally runs over a guy he stops <laughs> and like looks at it as he at what the damage he just caused and then just continues to run and ends up scoring a kickoff return touchdown at on the same play it was one of the more it was one of the more uh, notable plays in college football the last couple years um and it was uh, pretty well uh, pretty uh, talked about in, in draft circle and not just draft circles, but just college football circles. And just, uh, yeah, it was, I think it actually made a uh, ESPN, a top 10, uh, actually, which was uh, pretty cool for an FCS, uh, football player to, to do that. You normally don't see that. So that's really, really cool. And it just, it just shows you, um, the nonstop aggression and tenacity that he plays with that. It can't just can't coach that. And he's, he's just an aggressive, um, hard nosed football player and he's he just plays with passion he plays like every you know kind of like every i know this is kind of sound cliche but you know every down's like his last down and he just he doesn't take these plays off and he just he's constantly trying to <laughs> try to he's trying to he loves the contact he just he looks for the contact and i, I love i love that about him he's not afraid of it and uh whereas some certain defensive backs can be at times and he does not shy away from it as seen on that play and a lot of the hard hits that he's laid uh, laid on guys from time to time. Uh, back to his like more of his uh, positional uh, skills. I find he reads the quarterback's eyes well, and he will adjust where he's covering to make a play in the throwing area. And also, you see his play recognition when he blows up screen plays. You could see he knows they were coming, and he just he's there. As soon as the ball gets to the the receiver, and it's like he's obviously studied his film very very well, and he takes pride in that how he studies film and knows kind of the plays that are coming from the other team, and he's just a smart football player. He has a high IQ out there, and it's just another thing you you mark it off the check it off the checklist, and it's just, you go wow like NFL safety traits are just all over this guy and i'm very very impressed with his ability to read read people and wow uh just just it's a very he's a very impressive prospect and i'm very very interested to see um just how you know where he goes in the draft because i i really think this guy is a like a top 25 type of talent um for sure I mean, I we talked about I talked about Juan Thornhill on the last uh, pod, and I think you know if I thought Juan Thornhill could go in there, I think this guy could absolutely go in the first. But I think Thornhill might go you know later, and I think this guy might go a little later too. But you never know. Um, think you know needs you know a certain team with defensive back needs could just say you know that is picking later in the draft. You know maybe a Pittsburgh Steelers or you know or uh you know takes a shot on this guy and 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 sees you know sees what they got in him um one last thing another great thing I saw from him is when he is targeted he can make some insane plays on the ball he had this one one-handed interception last year that was um absolutely insane just uh, unbelievable play and 
he like high pointed the ball, he one handed it. It was just textbook ball skills, being able to make game changing plays like that. Such a big thing, you know. You know, you can do all those those other things well, um, but you know the difference makers, the guys that really, um, the guys that really stand out, you know, then you know make them first round type of talents or guys that can do things like this, make those incredible plays that and they can turn create turnovers like that to change football games and Nasir Adderley can do that when he's when he's targeted um and I just I just like how he just generally likes how he tracks the ball well when it's in the air he's very very good at uh at at ball tracking and he's able to turn his head he turns his head well he's locates the ball and just then goes up is able to leap up and make some really great plays on the ball. Um, at you know, so with his athletic ability, just uh, very very impressed by Nasir Adderley. I really do think he's a late first round talent. I could see him going later, obviously, just because of the small school concern, maybe. But I I, th- I really think this guy's the real deal. Um, from what I've seen on film, I. I don't care what level of competition he's playing. Uh, just, just great skills. The only thing, uh, I, the only thing I, I really kind of like. I don't even know if it's a concern, more or less. But like, he wasn't really thrown in his area much on film. I think a lot of it is just a testament to how frightened teams are to throw the ball in his area. Which I mean. Good, good on him. But you know, in the NFL, he he's gonna get tested because he's gonna be a rookie. He's gonna be raw, you know, a little raw. And teams are gonna go, hey, you know, let's throw at the rook and see what he's got. And is he gonna be able? Can he take the challenge? Can he respond well after not really having to be covering constantly in college? Will you know? Will NFL teams try to pick on him? And uh, it's gonna be. Uh, going to be interesting to see you know what how he responds to nfl teams really really you know start you know try to throw on him in the middle of the field and and exactly you know how that goes so that's the one thing i'm looking out for on this year but otherwise i i really did not see a whole lot to dislike about this guy and um i think he's one of the more interesting guys i've i've covered so far i think he could really make an impact even day one on, on a football team Really, I, I'm really looking forward to what Nasir Adderley can do. Um, but next, we're going back to the quarterback position, a, a much maligned position in this year's draft, um, especially now. Um, I did want to cover this anyway. I know it's, you know, but I, you know, me and uh, when I had and my friend uh, Andrew on here on the episode two, we covered Justin Herbert and. Come to find out now, Justin Herbert is returning to Oregon for his senior year. Wow. Um, stunner. Um, maybe not a stunner. I mean, because there was the rumor that been for a little while now that he might just stay because of his brother coming in and whatnot. Uh, personally, I don't know if this is the best move for Justin Herbert. Um, this has not worked out well for some, especially some Pac-12 guys in the past. See USC, uh, I mean, Matt Liner, Matt Barkley. These are two guys that they, when they came out their junior year, they probably would have been 
top five picks. Um, and instead, their draft stock took a hit. Matt Leinart, not as much. I mean, he he went what in the I believe top twelve or top fifteen. I know he went somewhere in that range to the Cardinals. But man, Markley, you know, the next year he ended up as a third round pick and has been a career backup ever since. And he could have cashed in on that junior year. Could have been a number one, number you know, number five pick or something, you know, top five pick. And I think that this was where Herbert was going to be. I mean, he Herbert was probably going to be a top ten pick this year if he came out. I mean, because this is a weak class, and really, I mean. The two guys that really just stand out to you in this class are, are probably Herbert and most likely Dwayne Haskins, who has not made his decision yet either. So really going to be um, interested to see what Haskins decides to do now. I, If Haskins doesn't uh, go, I'm going to be stunned. Um, I, and this is going to leave this quarterback class in an absolute disarray and it's going to be like one of those anything can happen type of things where who knows who's going to go in the first round quarterback wise if that happens. But in my opinion, I really, really feel as if Dwayne Haskins is going to declare. I think, I think after the Herbert news, I think he's got to, he, he's got to have some people in his ear going, yo, man, you're going to be the number one quarterback. Go now when you can, you can get what you can and get your money and get your draft position and just go, you know, and develop in while you're playing, you know, don't take another year at Ohio state, you know, where they don't really do much in developing quarterbacks there anyway, you know, and they've never been really a quarterback developmental type of school. So I I really think that he coming back for a senior year really isn't going to do him much good personally. Why? I get, you know, you want to come back for your teammates. I know there's a personal bond there, and you want to come back for your teammates. You want to win a title. But let's face the facts. I mean, right now, does anybody really see dethroning Alabama the next four years still even? Like, they're, they're just an empire on the football world. And even Clemson, to a little lesser extent, you know, they're 1A, 1B right now. And I don't see what Ohio State can really do to really challenge those teams right now anyway even ne- even next year and i think haskins just gotta say hey let's go and be quarterback one this year don't don't overthink it and i don't know i just i just think it haskins has got to go if he if you know you're gonna be number one quarterback then go just do it uh eh, who knows who knows what's gonna happen but anyway um i am covering a quarterback who is not dwayne haskins and who is not justin herbert and not not a lot of the guys that other guys that are, are getting you know somewhat of a hype that could go in the first, but no, I am covering another yes once again another small school guy in Easton Stick, uh, quarterback out of North Dakota State, otherwise known as Carson Wentz's successor at North North Dakota State, and was backup to Wentz you know hit when Wentz was still there. Uh, interesting. Guy, uh, Easton Stick is 6'2", 222. He's a pretty solid size. That's nothing to, nothing to be ashamed of there uh, in terms of quarterback length and and weight. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Really, I it was funny because I was actually scouting this year at Adderley. And, you know, I have heard 
you know, rumble, the rumblings about Stick and, you know, the type of quarterback he is. And and I came across the, the North Dakota State film, uh, the Delaware against North Dakota State film because I wanted to see how Adderley did in that game. And then look who stole the show in that in that film was Easton Stick. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, who is – man, this guy is actually really good. Like, I'm – I'm seeing him make some plays that are just um really they're popping off the screen for me a little bit here and I I was very I came away impressed honestly I really did um I, what I think Easton Stick does well is that I think he's very very good moving inside the pocket uh he's able and this is with I'm not even talking about his scrambling ability which is another thing I'm gonna talk about. But he is really, really, really adept at avoiding, evading pressure in the po- inside the pocket. Steps up, avoids pressure without having to scramble, and he just he just has that pocket presence that you love in in, in a guy that's playing in the NFL. He's not he doesn't have happy feet. You know he's just very, very calm and very poised back there. And I'm just I really came away impressed with what I saw. Um, another thing, he doesn't lose accuracy or his zip on his throws when he's on the run, which is a really big thing for him. I came away very, very, very impressed with some of the throws he made while he was scrambling when he wasn't in the pocket, you know, and I, I was, I was really taken off guard. I'm like, oh my God, he was making some NFL throws out there. And I was I was impressed. I really did like what what he was able to do, and he really dropped some dimes for guys. And while he was on the run, and he gets he gets the ball out quick, and I like his release. I don't have a whole lot of mechanical issues with him. Um, so it, I don't know. It's Easton Stick uh, is. Really, he already has a couple of check marks there. You look for in an NFL type of quarterback. Um, another thing too, I, I really thought he progressed through his reads really well. When I saw his, uh, when I was watching his eyes on film, he you know, he looks across the field. He's reading the field. He's not settling on his first read. He's he like I said with the combine that with his pocket presence, and you know he could really tear you up. Um, if you especially if you play off coverage a little bit underneath he's gonna he's gonna tear you up and I really just I came away very just surprised at how well he was able to uh read the field and you know look at look uh, look through his reads and just you know make and just, I'm just yeah I was really really impressed uh the one a couple things though that I might might cap his ability a little bit in the NFL. Um, arm strength is a bit of an issue. He's not. I wouldn't say he doesn't have a noodle arm. He doesn't. But he also doesn't have an arm that blows you away. He's not going to make the big time throws downfield. Um, which for me personally, I I like a guy that can. I I want a guy that can you know run my offense really most importantly. So I'm not as big on the arm strength thing as some people, but 
at the same time, I think I really do think, you know, in the NFL, you have to have an ability to make those 50 yard throws, you know, and really turn our game around for your team. And I don't know if he can quite do that, you know, and I don't know if he's able to make that type of big play. Uh, and that's that, you know, that is a little worrisome with his like start, you know, starting, I think if, if you're to be a starter in the NFL, that could put a little bit of a ceiling on what he's able to accomplish in the pro on the pro level. Um, another thing too, he does tend to force some balls into tight windows and he's confident in his arm. I, you know, I understand that. Um, but sometimes he really, even though he makes, he reads the field well, sometimes he decides to go to the guy that's a little too covered and, I think he tries to force it and well, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes that could create some really bad turnovers, especially in the NFL, uh, in the NFL landscape that yet a lot of times you, you know, you have to really, really be a, a good one to make those throws. Um, but I at least like a guy that's confident enough to try to make them, you know, and, uh, he isn't trying to play too conservative. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I just, I really think Easton Stick is an interesting guy to look at. I'm not saying he's gonna be a this blow away NFL quarterback that's gonna light the world on fire. He's not Carson Wentz, okay? I'm not trying to say he's Carson Wentz at all because he comes from the same school. He can scramble some, and you know, he can move in the pocket and make some throws. No, no, no. There's there's a there's definitely there's a talent discrepancy there. Wentz has a better arm than him, you know. I think Wentz can um make things happen, you know, and make some of those tighter throws. Um, but I really do believe in my heart, from what I watched myself, I think Easton Stick can play in the NFL. I I really think, and I I think if he was able to get an opportunity somewhere where, you know, he was able to slip in. He had learned the offense some, and I think he could go out there and manage a team. Well, and I think he could win some football games. Uh, maybe his ceiling, you know, maybe his, uh, trajectory though is, a as a bat as a really good backup, you know, maybe it's a, a low to mid-level starter who you know who knows um but i think that's where it kind of that's the spectrum right there and i i don't know but i really think with some of those abilities like i i said you know the ability to move within the pocket and not panic too much the ability to throw on the run um look being able to look off receivers and you know make his go through his progressions i I like what I see, and yeah, maybe he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. Maybe he tries, you know, maybe he'll try to make some throws that he, you know, he shouldn't try to make sometimes. But I don't know. I I feel as if Easton Stick has really crosses off some of the the things you look for when scouting for NFL quarterbacks. So. I don't know. I you know, will where will Easton Stick go? I I feel like he's gonna be a day three guy. Um, 
that just you know because of just you know I I think you know teams aren't don't know exactly what to expect from him. Uh, I don't he you know he doesn't have that like I said he doesn't have that Wentz like jumps off the page type of stuff that made him the number two overall pick you know in the side he's small he's smaller than Wentz too you know he's not as big of a guy so that's going to turn some teams off a little bit I mean but he's 6'2 222 I mean that's not bad at all I I mean I I think I like his size a lot so but you know at the same time you know I think that's a lot of those things and obviously the arm strength I think are going to push him to a later day pick and I don't know but you know Anything could happen, and like I said, if he if he gets a shot somewhere, I think he could really, really surprise some people and come out of nowhere. So, and that's just a prediction. You know, I could be dead wrong, and just I could be fall on my face and look like an idiot about him. But I don't know. I he's one of the better guys I've looked at on film this year at quarter at the quarterback position. I like sure as heck like, like him a lot better than Ryan Finley that I covered earlier on the in the shows, and I I think he's got a lot more um pro potential than Finley does and I th- I just with this quarterback class this year and how weak it is who knows you know maybe he has a you know he has some good workouts with teams and in the draft process and maybe he's his stock bumps up a little bit because of what's go- been going on with the the some certain guys possibly coming back Herbert going back um, and just the weakness of some of the other guys in the class. So, you know, who knows? This could be the perfect timing for Stick to come out. And maybe he he gets a shot, you know, a little earlier than I even expect. So, you know, we're going to see what happens. But um, that's going to be about it for the show today. Um, I'm glad to be back doing, doing it again after uh, some much-needed time off and just some good holiday times. I hope everybody here had a really good holiday and had a really good time watching some of the football games that have been going on NFL and college, even though the bulls haven't been uh, the best this year. Um, I, you know, I hope you guys have enjoyed those and I hope you guys had a really good holiday season and I hope you guys are going to have a really good new year coming up. And I think the new year is going to bring on some, you know, more, just more developments in the draft process. And I think it's going to really be when things start to really heat up and some really cool, we're going to start to find out some more and more stuff. Um, obviously a, a big thing coming into the new year um, regarding draft prospects, uh, you know, Dexter Lawrence uh, being one of the guys uh, that was suspended on the, in the Clemson sideline uh, for um, a, positive drug test and you know you have to wonder you know is that does that drop Dexter Lawrence a little bit um I may just cover Dexter Lawrence soon on uh one of these shows and you know that's gonna be a big topic of discussion regarding his draft stock and a lot of people feel like you know he's a day one pick that you know now maybe he drops a little bit concerns and you know certain teams are a little skittish and you know he falls to a team in that second round or so and they are ecstatic (laughs) because of his ability for him to fall there there and you know who knows so it's going to be that's an interesting development and 
I'm looking forward to you know, at some point to talk about him as well. Thank you all for listening. Um, Lawrence, I'm signing off. Um, hope you all enjoy the rest of the the NFL, big NFL games today. A lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of playoff implications. So, uh, enjoy and you guys have a great new year. Thank you. Oh, and I'm sorry. Um, uh, I forgot. I have to plug my, my, uh, everything. So you can find prospect profile, uh, on iTunes, uh, just by searching up prospect profile, there we also have the link to the direct iTunes feed on our Twitter, which is at Prospect Prof. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook just by searching Prospect Profile. Um, we're also now on Stitcher. Uh, big big news. Um, I have the link to the Stitcher page on all our social media platforms. I posted the link. Um, so if you're a Stitcher user and you get your podcast through there, you can now get us through Stitcher, which is excellent. So I'm glad to be on more platforms for y'all to, um, to download and everything. So thank you all again for listening and really this time have a, have a happy new year and enjoy. Thank you.